wherever you go. And he said to him, foxes have holes and birds have the air. Birds of the air have the nest, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I'll follow you. But let me first go and bid them farewell who are in my house, at my house. But Jesus said unto him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Now I want you to look at your neighbor in the face and tell them, Burn the bridges. In fact, look at somebody else and say, Burn the ships. Oh, say it like you mean it. Burn the ships. Oh, you're not saying it like I want you to say it. Look at somebody and say with convictions. Tell them that burn the ships. Hernan Cortes, a Spanish conqueror in the 15th century, 1521, Hernan Cortes was the man who conquered the old um, Spanish or the old um, barbarian Aztec, Aztec Empire, which is now known as Mexico. These were barbarians. These were cannibalists. These were people that were fierce. They were, everybody feared them. And Hernan Cortes, who was a Spanish uh, army general, was sent to go and conquer the barbarian Aztec. And when he got there, the first move, as he, he and his people landed, the first thing they did, he ordered them to burn the ships that they came with. He said, burn the ships. Because there was uh, somebody was, um, they were suggesting, when he said burn the ships, the people were saying, no, let us ground the ships. Let us put them in the ground. They said, no, let us not put the, the ships in the ground. Burn the ships. And today, my message for us is burn the ships. Hallelujah. Oh, you are not excited about the message. The, the title of the message, burn the ships. You see, and when this guy, this Hernan Cortes, and his folks burned the ships, it means there was no going back. There was no chance to go back because to go back means to manufacture another ship. And you cannot manufacture another ship. It means that you have to go forward. And the scripture that we read, the last, let's look at verse 62 again. But Jesus said to him, no man, no one who puts his hand in the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. Now, how many have seen a plow before? Can you put a picture of a plow? A plow. A plow is an instrument that is pulled by, usually by a cattle, or uh, is pulled by a cow, or pulled by donkeys. And the person who is operating the plow has to look straight. Because if they don't look straight or they look sideways, the plow line will be crooked. <laughs> Are you with me? If you want the plow, because they need the plow to be straight so that they can plant in straight lines. Am I making sense? So that, you see, when the plow is like instrument that digs the, the, the earth. And as it's digging the earth, they put seeds in there. And so, Jesus was saying that no one that puts his hand to the plow and looks back, is fit for the kingdom. Because if he looks back, then as you are looking back, you would have changed the direction that you are plowing. Are you with me? So he says that as you put your hand to the plow, you must keep your head straight. You must keep your focus straight forward. Amen. And today I came to tell us that it is time to bend the ships. 
It is time, whatever you are, you are into, whatever you are focused on, whatever you are doing in your relationship with God, it's time to burn the ships. Yes. Can you see it? Can you see his face? Oh, bring the man's face for us, please. Is it, is it okay to bring the face? You see that this man has put his hand to the plow. So he has to keep straight. Oh, the people come. The, the, the picture I'm seeing behind has his face, but the one there hasn't got a man's face. So reduce the, 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 the uh, size of something. Amen. You see, have you seen that he has to have straight lines? Have you seen that they are in straight lines? So when Jesus said that no man putting his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom, what Jesus was saying is that we need you to be straight. Now that you have decided that you are going to serve God, forget the crooked ways. Bend the ships. That leads, leads you to the old boyfriend. That leads you back to the old girlfriends. Uh, you are wondering where I'm, where I'm going with the message. You are wondering where I'm going with this message. It is time to bend the ships. I said it's time to bend the ships. Oh, they, 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 they didn't like the message. Okay, let's change that. I can change the message. I am okay. I can change the message. No? Should I change the message? I, I'm all right. I can change the message. No? You see, every aspect of your life, every aspect of my life, if we are going to go forward, if we are going to improve, if we are going to do well, then we have to have this Hernan Cortez mentality that I need to confront the things that is in front and forget what is behind I need to press on to understand why God has called me. Paul says that I forgetting the things that are behind and reaching for the things that are in front. I press on that I may apprehend the purpose for which he, I was apprehended. That I may understand why he called me. That I may understand what this relationship is about. You see, when you are in a relationship and you are not focused on the relationship, you won't do well. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are in a relationship with a guy, but you have like four other guys around. You know, friends with benefits. Uh, oh. You've gone home and come back, so now you are, you are behaving as if you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of them, when they went home, they found their friends with benefits. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, now that you are back, I'm telling you, bend the ship. I said, now that you're back, bend the ship. Push somebody in front of you and tell them, bend the ship. I said, push. I didn't say tap them. I said, push them. In case they are trying to sleep. Hallelujah. Bend the ships. We have passed the place. You see, Hernan Cortez was saying that we have passed the place of no return. Because this same Spanish, this same uh, Mexico, that is for Aztec. They, call, they used to call it a-Z-T-E-C. How do you pronounce it? Aztec. This Aztec colony, they have tried so many times, several times to try to conquer them. Anytime they sent anybody, those people, got, they, they, they don't survive. They are killed. So when Hernan Cortes and his team landed in AD 1521, they landed in the, in the shores of the Aztec, he said, burn the ships. We have no alternative but to go forward. And to go forward means war. <laughs> to go forward means certain death. To go forward means that damn the consequences. I've made my choice. And this is my choice. And I'm going for what I want. Hallelujah. If you want to be a Christian, you must bend the ships. Amen. You need to bend the ships. Stop being a Christian with Christians and an unbeliever with unbelievers. Ah, you don't like my message. 
Are, are you understand what I'm saying? When you are with the guys, you are cool. When you are with the, with the squares, you are also cool. Who are you? You are cool in church, and you are cool in the crack house. You are cool in church, and when you go to the, uh, uh, I was going to say taverns, but you, I know you don't know what taverns are. Do you know what taverns are? Uh, taverns, okay. If you come from Southern Africa, you understand. They have this empty room, and then you, can, you can go and buy your drink from anywhere and come and drink there. When you enter the place, even if you don't drink, you'll be drunk. Because the, the smell in the place, all sorts of different alcohol, a mixture of alcohol in the, in the, in the place will, make, it will get you drunk. You don't have to even drink. And you see somebody who has been sat there maybe two weeks. He hasn't moved. When the, the drink finishes, they go out to go and buy and come and sit there. And you see a lot of vomit around, but they are sitting inside. See, if you are known at the tavern and known in church, then you are not touching the plow well. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus said that, listen, somebody said, I will follow you. And he said, birds have nets. Foxes have holes. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his hand. What Jesus was doing was or trying to say that Christianity has implications and consequences. And the consequence of Christianity is that you don't have a place on this earth. This earth is not our home. We are, we are just passengers or we are just pilgrims passing through to our destination. So in this place, foxes have holes. Birds have Nest, but we don't have anywhere to lay our heads because wherever we are laying our head is temporary. We are moving on. I said, We are moving on, and then another one said, eh, eh, I will follow you, but let me go and bury my father. He said, Listen, we don't have time, there's no time. If you want to follow God, this is the time to follow God. If you want to be a proper Christian. There is no procrastination in this matter. It's time to do it and do it right now. The time is now. Don't go and say, I'm going to bury your father. By the time you finish burying your father, if the person is an African, it will take you a few days to bury them, or a few weeks. And by the time you have done the burial and done the service, something they can do about four different services. Memorial services, this first memorial, second, third memorial. By that time, you would have changed your mind. Hallelujah. So let the dead bury their dead. It sounds heartless, but what he's trying to imply is that, listen, time is not on your side. So whatever you have decided to do, do it quickly and do it well. Amen. And somebody also said, Lord, I'm going to follow you, but let me go to the people at my house and go and shake their hands and, and put things in order and come and follow you. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. If you put your hand to the plow, don't look back. But if you look back, you are not fit for this kingdom. Amen. If you put your hand to living for God and you are looking back, you are not fit for the kingdom. Hallelujah. If you put your hand to, a marri to marriage, and you are looking back, your old girlfriend, your old baby mama, you are not fit for the kingdom. Hallelujah. Lose that number. I say lose that Instagram, what, what do you call it? Page. Delete that account. Don't let them get access to you. Burn that ship. I said, burn the ship that leads anybody to you. Oh, you are not. You don't like my message. <laughs> you know, if you don't like the message, I, I have three messages here, so I can change it. 
Jesus said many that anyone that puts his hand to this plow and look back, that person is not. You see, plowing refers to your focus. Amen. If plowing refers, you saw the picture. The man was looking straight. Plowing refers to what you have set your sight on. Plowing also points us to the preparation of planting. I think this is a better picture, isn't it? This one, but this man looks very dodgy. It, it, it means that he's setting himself up for planting season. And, and you know, God likes, God is a God of harvest. God likes harvests. God is a businessman. God wants harvest. So he wants the maximum harvest we can get from any seeds that he plants. So he says that let us plow well so we can drop. And so that the things that we drop will yield a good harvest. The reason why sometimes we don't bring forth the right things. We come to church, but we don't see the benefits of Christianity. We, we are in church, but we don't really get, our lives don't change. It's because we are not plowing properly. We are not looking straight. We haven't bent the ships. Amen. I said we have not bent the ships. But I pray that this afternoon somebody will bend the ships. Amen. Is there anybody in this place ready to bend the ship? I said, is there anybody who is ready to bend the ships? Only two people. See, growth cannot happen when you have chokers. Amen. You know what chokers are? Anything that chokes the, the seeds from germinating does not agar well for the plants. Amen. Oh, today you people are very quiet. You don't like the message. I haven't started. I'm only trying to take off. By the way, you have, okay, I'll change. I'll water down the message. Make it, make it a simple message. Then we can go home. Okay, where was I? You see, plowing the ground is something that is done to eliminate the things that are inside the ground that has the propensity to choke the seeds. So sometimes you have dead roots. Sometimes you have some, some uh, thorns or you have maybe broken bottles that are hidden somewhere that is in the earth, is in the ground. You know, sometimes there are things that is inside your heart that makes, you, makes your life choked, makes your emotions choked. It chokes your, your spirit, man, because you see, something like bitterness, it, it's like a thorn that, that tears, it does not allow the seeds that has been planted right now even to grow. Unforgiveness is like that. It's something that chokes the word. So when you are plowing, you are removing the chokers out of the way. You are removing the things that will block your growth so that you can grow. Hallelujah. So when you put your hand to the plow, you must concentrate. Amen. To approach, see, this thing that this guy is doing, it's like a, a, a sharp metal that is that is like that. So it's hooked onto the earth. And the man needs to apply a little bit of force. So that as it's going, as the cattle is moving uh, uh, forward, you must keep the pressure so that the, the plow remains in the earth. Am I making sense? So that it can keep moving. And as it's moving, it's making like, uh, have you seen it's removing the earth behind him? And that makes the earth ready to receive the seeds. It removes the chokers so you can put the seeds in and give the seeds the, the, the chance to germinate and bring the best harvest that it can bring. Am I talking to somebody? So we need to remove some of these plow, uh, chokers in our lives when we are plowing. Amen. We need to remove it. How many are going to remove some things? We'll look at a few things that we need to remove. Is that okay? 
In our relationship with God, there are some things that are chokes our, our relationship. We need to remove them. Amen. It, it, it's, it's, it's something. Let's look at um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. I think the best way to really deal with this subject is to look at an example. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. The Bible says that by faith, when Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because he saw that he was a goodly or beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, when he, that's Moses, became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he who he looked for, he looked for the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invincible. By faith he kept the Passover and and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he would, he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Amen. Amen. See, the first decision that this guy made, Moses made, was to live for God. This is a guy who had been brought up by Pharaoh's daughter, which meant that he had been brought up in luxury. He has been brought up in pleasures. How many know that sin is pleasurable? Isn't it? Sin is nice. Otherwise, we will not... Unless you are not doing sin right. Some of us, you know you are not supposed to be doing what you are doing. So, when you are doing it, you don't really enjoy it. (laughs) Hallelujah. The decision to live for God, it was a challenging one because he was living and forsaking things that he enjoyed. He enjoyed being a celebrity. He enjoyed when he was coming. They, they, they had a, a, a chariot in front of him. They had, he had everything he wanted. He was treated as any of the children of Pharaoh. He was a prince in the land. And for him to identify with Israel or to identify with, with the slaves meant that he was losing all these pleasures. Somebody gave a, a testimony one time and said that when I used to be an unbeliever, I had five boyfriends. Wow. One took me to Paris. One took me to uh, uh, Paris, Miami, New York on holiday. One bought handbags and uh, Louis Vuitton shoes for me. One took me for dinners and nice. Uh, uh, one bought me a car. One bought me a house. One was my toy boy. And then I became born again. And since then, I've suffered. (laughs) Really suffered. (laughs) It hasn't been easy. Brethren, pray for me. I am struggling. (laughs) I I, I kid you not, that's a proper testimony that was given by somebody. That's how come sometimes we cut testimony services. Or we say that, come and tell us the testimony before we give you the microphone. Because we are not sure what you're about to say. Hallelujah. But you see, as this person is talking, even though she's giving a testimony, she's still looking at the ship, she's still thinking about Spain. Not this Aztec place with barbarians that you have to be fighting all the time. Fight or die. Hallelujah. But but, but you, you, need, you need, if you're going to enjoy this Christian life, if you're going to enjoy the, 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 the grace that God will give you, Moses, you need to forsake Egypt. You can't be an Egyptian and a Hebrew at the same time. You can't be Egypt and Israel. Egypt and Israel. No, you can't do that. Because at the point, the instruction will be sprinkle blood on the doorposts. Because the angel of death is passing through. Anyone that has not got the blood is going to lose their firstborn child. And you see, Egypt did not sprinkle the blood. 
Egypt don't sprinkle blood. Egypt don't go to church. Egypt don't pray. Egypt don't read the word of God. Egypt don't know the voice of God. Are you with me? So Egypt will not hear the instruction. You must be in Goshen. You must be in the land of the Hebrews to understand the instruction. Amen. And those who are tethering between the two are destroyed with the Egyptians. Because no man would be able to serve two masters successfully. You would like one and hate the other. Incidentally, Moses, you would naturally you prefer Egypt. Because Egypt is where all the fun is, where all the comfort is, where all the, 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 the pleasure is, where all the, the partying is, where the food is. Goshen is where the pain is. Amen. Where the suffering is. That is where you, uh, Egypt, uh, Israelites are. If you are going to be a slave, be a slave. If you are going to be a prince, be a prince. Am I talking to somebody? It's time to bend the bridges. I say it's time to bend the bridges. Bend those ships. Some, some of us, we leave bridges. Say, I have left you, but I'm going to be friends with you. We are not enemies. Now I am married. I have a wife, but we are going to be friends. It's a bridge. One day that your wife will offend you, you just take a stroll. I mean, just a little stroll. Across the bridge. And he goes, he say, then she'll look at your face and go, what's wrong? I've never seen you this moody and dull. What's going on? Hmm. There are issues. Anyway, that's not why I'm here. I just came to just chill with you. Just say, I, I just wanted to let off steam. And you see that she is most understanding and most accommodating. She is most welcoming. She says all the nice things. In fact, all of a sudden, you see, you, you start regretting marrying this one. Why didn't I? Because this one is a, this one is an, a flowing understanding sister. I should have been here. But trust me, if you hadn't gone there and came here, if this is where the fire is. <laughs> Hallelujah. So learn to bend the bridges. Don't leave half of the bridge. Lose that number. I say lose that number. You see, I, I, now I don't smoke, I don't take drugs anymore. Why are you keeping the, the number of your, of your dealer? Why? So, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm keeping it just in case one day, you know, the Lord touches my heart to call him and ask him to join me in church. No, you are not the one to. You are the wrong person. I say you are the wrong person. Hallelujah. You are not the person to go and you are not the evangelist for him. Somebody else will go and evangelize him. Let the dead bury their own dead. He is a dead man to you. What has the living got to do with the dead? Why do you want to go and fellowship with a dead person? If he is dead, let him be dead. And if he's dead, let him bury himself. In Egypt, Moses was given honor. In Egypt, he enjoyed the life's pleasures with God's people facing persecution. In Egypt, he was rich. God's people were ridiculed. If he sat down from today, I'm going to join the, the Israelites, then it means he's going to be ridiculed. Sometimes the reason why some of us, we don't want to show ourselves as Christians is because we are afraid of being ridiculed. We are afraid of people looking down and saying bad things about us, calling us names and calling us squares. But listen, be a square for Christ. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. If you're going to be a square, let, listen, let, let him be a square. 
After all, the, those who are junkies, they are proud to be junkies. Those who are drunkards, how many think that being a junkie is a very shameful thing? Isn't it? Yeah, as compared to a Christian. But the one who is on drugs, everybody in the campus knows he's on drugs. And he actually looks cool. Sometimes he gets the girls. Oh, isn't that true? Or he gets all, she gets all the boys. I keep you happy, you keep me happy. It's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> if you don't understand, don't worry, let's look for it. They are not embarrassed at all. Those who smoke weed, they are not embarrassed. They smoke it through the campus. And it's okay. If everybody knows, if you are looking for weed, you know who to go to. You are preaching, Pastor. Preach it. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. How come people can come for you for prayer? Huh? How come they cannot come for, for you for prayer? They can, they, when you used to be on, the, on, on, on crack, they could come for you for a line. For sale. They'll come for you, to you, and you give them. You are generous. Yeah. You smoke through the campus. Now you can't preach the gospel through the campus. Shame on you. Uh, yeah, you can't clap. Listen, if, it, if the message is choking, you say, mm. And they say, mm-hmm, it's good. Yeah. Listen, this year, those of us who have come to school this year, burn the ships. I say, burn the ships. It's time to focus and say, now I am a Hebrew of Hebrews. Now, Moses, I am not ex-Egyptian anymore. Egypt is finished. That's my past. Let your past remain in the past. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I say, let your past remain in the past. This is your now. Now you have given your life to Christ. Now salvation has entered your life. Now show and live that life of salvation. Don't apologize for going to church. And don't let anyone tell you you're going to church too much. Because when you were in the nightclubs, nobody ever said in the nightclubs there's too many. You were there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah? How many used to always go to about three or four a night? A good night, you go to Pussycat, from Pussycat to Condola, from Condola to Kereke, from Kereke to Black Caesar's Palace, and then you end up in Club Felisa. If you don't understand where it is, those, just look for it. It's okay. Then, then that's a good night. Because by the time you leave Pussycat and go to Condola, you see that the people who are in Pussycat, some of them are in Condola now. And by the time you leave Condola, these are names of nightclubs in my day. Back in the day. <laughs> by the time you leave Condola to Kereke, you see some of the people there. And it was a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, badge of honor. You see, they used to put, uh, what is it called? Uh, a stamp. And that stamp is infrared, isn't it? When you put infrared, it becomes as blue. So Putzikat was blue. KTK was red. And then uh, Felisa was about purple. So when they show, and it's like, you've got, Pastor, how do you know all these things? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let me go on. <laughs> when we decide to burn Ken, <laughs> when we decide to burn the ships, their will, precious will come upon us. Amen. Anytime you start to live right, there will be precious. Yeah. Some of us the pressure our friends will put us under 
See, if you are always in a nightclub, they won't put pressure on you at work. The time you decide to serve God, that's when the pressure at work will come. They'll say, now you have to work on Saturdays and work on Sunday as well. That's when somebody will suddenly be sick and die. And mean, see, there are some people when they die, they are, it's just death for you. So you are not angry, you are not sad that they've died, but you are sad because you are losing a lot of money. <laughs> because you have to organize funeral. And it's a lot of money from your pocket. And those pressures, sometimes they are reserved to the time you decide I'm going to live right. Hallelujah. So, if you decide that you are going to live right for God, there will be pressure. Do you know the pressure that Moses was under was from Pharaoh's house and also from from Israel as well. He killed somebody because he was trying to help a fellow Hebrew. And then one day he finds two Hebrews fighting. And then he goes to try and settle and say, listen, you are brothers, don't fight. I say, hey, who made you a lord of us? See, listen, Pastor, me, I was wild. I used to be wild. I used to be in different nightclubs. I used to be, now, now I am in church. My old guys are laughing at me. And I've come to church. These people are also persecuting me. There are offenses in church. Hallelujah. Who made you a lord over us? Are you going to kill us like you killed the, the Egyptian the other day? You think we don't know your story? You think we don't know all the men you have slept with? You think we don't know all the, the, the drugs you have taken? You think we don't know? Listen, it's none of your beeswax. I said, it's none of your business. Look straight before you. You work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And leave others to work their own salvation. Don't become a, a nosy poker. Don't become a nosy poker. When you hear that somebody is in, overcome with a sin, listen, pray for yourself and say, Lord, have mercy upon me. Because maybe their sin is revealed. Yours is hidden. Then they will hear yours. So the Bible says, any one of you, when you hear that a brother is overcome with a mistake, reconcile that person in the spirit of humility and meekness, considering your own self. Hallelujah. We need to consider our own self. When you hear somebody's issue, consider yourself. Because Moses, if you say you are going to serve God, there will be pressure from inside and outside. Amen. But still bend those ships. Bend those damn ships. Don't allow those ships to remain. Don't even ground them. Don't keep those numbers. <laughs> don't, don't list them. <laughs> I'm not going to use them, but I'll list them in case, just in case. No, there's no just in case in this matter. Hallelujah. I, am I talking to somebody? The, the songwriter said, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I am not going to allow distractions to distract me. Sometimes, you see, as Christians, we are so easily distracted that we stay at one place instead of moving forward. See, God expects increase and growth. Even in our relationship, God expects growth. And you see, as soon as you stop, or as soon as you look back, you stop, isn't it? When you are walking and you want to look back, usually you have to stop or slow down to look at what is happening. And when, when the thing that is happening behind is very interesting, you see yourself actually come to a halt, to look. 
And for most of us, our Christian life, our Christian relationship, we have stopped because we are looking back. We are admiring things. And because of that, our onward walk and march has been halted to see what is happening there. Listen, it's time for us to bend those ships. If we are going to live right for God, bend those ships. If you are going to live right in the marriage, bend those ships. No, Jessica, Cynthia, Monica, Hannah, Barbara. Bend us. I think if I give the microphone to everybody, they can preach some of the message. Do, listen, some of us, we need to do a bonfire after this and burn some things. Burn not only his pictures, burn every shoe that he bought for you. Burn, I don't care whether it's Gucci, it's Muchi, it's Luji, I don't care what it is, burn everything. Because it's a bridge. I say it's a bridge. And guess what? It's a trap. All you have to do is to look at that bag. All you have to do is to look at that belt. Look at that thing and then remember. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, okay. They say better still. You can bring it here. Bring it here. We'll give it to Beulah. Beulah likes all... Second hand, third hand, fourth hand things. Bula, get up. Listen. Listen, she's a very cheap person. She likes all. Any cheap thing you can give to her, she'll, she'll take. Yeah. Isaiah 43. No, no, no. She, 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 she's, she represents all the homeless. She's the head of our charity of the homeless. So if I say she's a cheap person, it's not. Isaiah chapter 43 let's read 18 and 19 together I want you to read it for yourself as a family let's read it are you there ready let's read oh read it like you mean it ready go Amen. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. Don't remember your days of jumping from one person's bed to the other. You wake up in the morning, you don't know which bed you woke up from. In fact, the room that you wake up, you are not sure. And then you see somebody lying by you and you are not sure who he is. How many know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you don't even know his name because you were so drunk the night before, you just ended up in somebody's bed and you're not sure whose bed it is. So sometimes you are waiting for him to get up to the loo, then you want to check his wallet to get his name. We know things. <laughs> Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. 90 says that, for I am... Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the desert and river, a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert for you. Amen. It's a new day. Touch your neighbor and tell them it's a new day. It's a new day. We have a new opportunity to change our life. And it starts today by burning those ships. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? It starts today by burning the ships. Amen. Let's look at a few of these ships very quickly. The first ship I want us to look at is the ship of fear. The ship of the fear of lack of money. Amen. Ship of fear is one. Number two, ship of fear of lack of money. 
How many know that it's a shift? Sometimes you will you'll be amazed that sometimes some of these things that are done are done because we are afraid we'll be broke. I have five boyfriends because I need money. I have sugar mummies because I need them to finance me. I had a friend in school. He had a sugar mummy. <laughs> so the mummy is just pro providing. Sometimes he will say he will feign illness and go and collect uh, permission from the authorities to go home. But he's not going home. And he was a, like a teenager at the time. One day, he went home. He had been home for two weeks. And his father came to visit him. And the father came, the, the school authorities said, your son has been gone home for two weeks. He's been ill. And man said, ah, I'm just coming from the house. He's never been home. <laughs> so they went for his best friend. <laughs> And they gave him a few. <laughs> and he confessed. <laughs> the location of the guy. And they went straight for the guy and brought him back. It wasn't funny. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes the ship of doubt, what the doubters will say, what the naysayers will say, is what makes us. Sometimes we, 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 we listen to people's opinion too much. As for this time, you are not, these days you are not fun to be with. These days you become very square. These days you have joined those, those uh, noisy Christians and you are making noise all over the place. Don't come with us. We don't like you. The ship of unforgiveness Sometimes the reason why we don't do well, even in our relationship, in our marriage, is because we can't forgive. Are you with me? You, you have turned yourself into God. The Lord and the judge of all, as if you have never seen before. And you can't forgive. As if you have always been perfect and holy. And that is why the marriage is not going anywhere. Are, are you getting on? Because for the marriage to go to where God wants it to go, you must learn to forgive. So bend that bridge of unforgiveness. Bend that ship. Stop go, taking a trip on it. You know how to take a trip on a boat. You know, we went somewhere. Somebody was trying to do ski. Is it ski? Jet ski. And after going so fast, he was trying to be a guy. Meanwhile, he was scared to he closed his eyes. He didn't think he didn't know that we had seen him. <laughs> yeah. Stop taking a trip on that jet ski of unforgiveness. Hallelujah. You don't like my message. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, the marriage will never go to where God wants it to go. Some of us, our memory of the bad things that have happened stops us. Bad things that have happened. Sometimes the bad things never happened to you. It happened to your friend, but you have, you have imported it into your life. And that is stopping you from getting anywhere. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Burn that ship. It's not yours. I say burn it. That is not yours. If you keep that ship, you will not enjoy a certain lifestyle. Hallelujah. Let us bend the ship that makes us feel guilty. You know, there are some people who were abused when they were younger. How many know what I'm talking about? And that thing can become like a, a, a milestone around their neck. Listen, it happened in the past. Let it go. Nobody's excusing it. 
Nobody's trying to explain it away. But bend that ship. Stop taking a pity party ride in that ship. Amen. Some of us, we feel so sorry for ourselves. Some of us, because of that, you can't trust any man. You can't trust any woman. You can't even have a relationship with anybody. Because you remember something that happened 20 years ago. No. It's time to bend that ship so you can live your life. Am I talking to somebody? Some of us, the people that we trusted disappointed us. Some of us, it was our own parents. Listen, it doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter where or how. It has happened. If you are going to live life to the full, it's time to bend that ship. Amen. I just came to encourage us. I just came to encourage us today that if we're going to live life, Jesus said, I'm come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. If you're going to have abundant life, it's time to burn some ships. Hernan Cortez became a Spanish icon. And Alexander the Great fashioned his conquering expertise from Hernan Cortez. Anytime Alexander the Great went to anywhere, he bent those ships. That's why he became a conqueror. He came conquering everywhere he went. Because when I come, I come. Focus. Bible says that give thyself holy so that thy profiting may appear. I think it's 2 Timothy 4.15 or 1 Timothy 4.15. Give thyself holy. When you give yourself holy, it means you have bent every bridge. You have bent every ship. Amen. So that you're profiting. That is the, the good things about that will come out of you. How many will agree that Moses profited? After he had bent those ships in Egypt, Moses became the liberator of Israel. Moses became the first, if you like, the first prophet and king of Israel. Amen. We are still talking about him today. If he had remained in Egypt, we wouldn't have known his name. Hallelujah. When you burn those bridges, there is a better life waiting for you. Hernan Cortez is known today. His history, his legend is still being shared today because he burned those ships. That one thing he did made his name known. That one thing you do today will transform your life. 